0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics podcast. I'm your host Ashley Bueller, and I'm here with my co-host and twin sister Brittany. Hey guys! This is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics and this week we're catching up on everything we missed including Michigan's back-to-back program records and Cal breaking their program record with a 198 of their own. We also talk about some of the action we saw in the Mac this past weekend and give some updates from the elite world as well. But before we get into that, we want to real quickly thank our gold-level Patreon supporters. Thank you to Blake B., Elaine E., Rydog, Faith M., Kristen R., Lori S., Sabrina M., Amy C., and Erica S. Thank you all so much for your continued support. Your monthly donations help us to keep the show running, so thank you so, so much. We can't explain to you guys enough how much we appreciate you and your continued support of the show. We hope that you guys enjoy today's episode. We have a lot of exciting things to talk about, but I feel like we have to start by talking about Michigan and the incredible back-to-back performances that they had since the last time we recorded an episode. So they went 198, which obviously is a program record, and the first time that they ever went 198. And it was amazing, so exciting. And then five days later, they turn around and they do it again, just in case anyone (laughs) thought it was a fluke. (laughs) Right, just in case anyone doubted them, they were like, nope, you're wrong. We're actually this good. And this is incredible for a number of reasons. I think, first and foremost, With, you know, this entire season, COVID, you have to always look back and think what preseason was like for all of these teams and also for Michigan having, you know, that kind of pause in the beginning of their season where they were out for two weeks, couldn't compete, couldn't train. To see them thriving the way that they are now heading into postseason, I think is incredible. Three weeks ago now it would have been was when Abby Brenner went down with an injury and she's one of their team captains. So I think to have your captain go down and... Plus, she's somebody that can... There's a dog barking outside. I'm like, can you stop, please? We moved into an apartment about a month ago now. So now we have to contend with the noise of everybody around us. (laughs) Anyways, I was saying, plus, she's somebody that was a big scorer on three of the four events. She did vault, bars, and floor. And she was like a consistent 9-9 range scorer. So to think that they're doing all this without her is just amazing yeah and also i was gonna say that almost exactly a year ago to the day was when season was canceled so we're officially we've made it to like the one year mark unfortunately of you know this COVID era that we're living in and also a year since all of these teams kind of had their season ripped out from underneath them and around this time last year michigan was doing very very similar performances to what we're seeing you know this past weekend, the weekend before that, they actually had a program record back to back. Yeah, same thing. It was like a one nine seven nine to a one nine seven nine five. I yeah, think they were so close to getting the program record. Sorry, it was a program. <laughs> record. Yeah, to, they were so close to getting a one nine eight. It was a program record, but it was like super super close to getting one nine eight, and we were so bummed about it. Right, <laughs> and the thing is, now fast forward a year later, and. They're doing that, but almost like one better because now they're doing it with like the 198 and then they're like, hey, we're going to do another one better and get even higher than that the second week. Mm -hmm. And next week is Big Ten Championships. I'm so excited to see what the team is going to do because I feel like they're always on fire at Big Tens. Like they always do some of their best gymnastics at that meet. Mm -hmm. So this is going to get good, I think. But we wanted to break down the program best performances that they had at the last two weeks because there's definitely a lot of highlights Starting with Ohio State, unfortunately, this one was really, really impossible to watch. Um, first of all, I, actually I was doing commentary at EMU, so I wouldn't have been able to watch it either way, but Brittany was trying to watch it. Me, me on the other hand, I'm sitting at home <laughs> bored trying to watch some gymnastics, and BTM Plus just hates us, apparently. Like They just hate gymnastics fans, and they said, no, we're going to make this impossible for you to watch. And they were basically only showing Ohio State routines and, like... Including exhibitions. Yeah. Like, the reigning national champion, Natalie Wojcik, is on beam, and we're seeing exhibitions. And here's the thing. Like, I understand, like, Michigan was added to that meet last minute. I understand it's a quad meet, and some schools, I guess, don't have the capabilities, like, camera-wise, to make it all work. But I just feel like in 2021... Like, is it not possible to do some form of, like, a quad screen or a split screen or, like, something? Just see more gymnastics? Or, like, replays, maybe? Like, if you miss a routine live, can you go back and show us? Yeah. I feel like it's 2021, and... The Big Ten Network especially, but you could argue other conferences as well, just need to be doing better, in my opinion, but I guess that's kind of like a side rant, um, a side frustration. Everybody should email the Big Ten Network and let them know that you're frustrated, that you want to be able to watch these meets, whether you're an international fan, um, somebody who doesn't have the means to pay for Big Ten Plus, or even just fight for these teams to be featured on ESPN more often, because... Michigan doesn't always get treated like they should be when it comes to broadcasting. And, you know, we see the same teams over and over again live on national television, which is cool. I'm not complaining about that. But why can't they do that for Michigan as well? Right. On, you know, a meet like this past Friday, The SEC Network, ESPN, there was no meets going on that weekend because the SEC Conference wasn't competing. So, like, why couldn't ESPN pick up that meet against Maryland and Michigan? Like, to me, there's, like, no excuse. It's one of the top teams. And a lot of people are actually really having the same complaint, not only with Oklahoma and how... Inaccessible their meets are, but even for the Pac-12, I, maybe it's just this season. I don't know. It feels to me like it's for this, the Pac-12. This season, but it seems like it's this season, but for Michigan and the Big Ten, it's not. Because even been this UCLA, way. like their senior night, it's not even being put on the Pac-12 network. No, Pac-12 has hardly had any like actual televised streams this year. I know, but like, what's going on? Like, is it just this year? Like, let us know, you guys, because i i can't tell like i know with the big 10 network that it's not just this for year PAP 12 it definitely seems like this year i don't know if it's just them not having the like proper staffing or whatever obviously they have the capabilities with equipment and stuff but i think it might just be a staffing thing and not wanting people to come to the arenas because of COVID. um i think that's very very possible but for the big 10 nope i think they're just on their bullshit again <laughs> Either way, I, like I was kind of saying before, I think that everyone should reach out to either the Big Ten Network or even ESPN and just let them know that they should be showing more of these teams. Even if it's not just Michigan, like other Big Ten teams, Minnesota, Iowa, they're having phenomenal mm-hmm. record-breaking seasons, and their gymnastics is just so inaccessible to gymnastics fans. And there are thousands of people that would love to be watching these meets, but they can't. Yeah, Iowa, can we talk about that for a second? That was something we wanted to talk about, so maybe we'll just throw it in here real quick. They literally won the regular season Big Ten title. That's they the first beat the time. two top teams in the Big Ten, Michigan and Minnesota. And that's the first time they've ever done that, so, like, why wasn't anyone able to watch it? Yeah. It's so frustrating, and so, these teams deserve better, honestly. But anyways, back to Michigan. Lots of good gymnastics here, lots of career highs, a lot of people stepping up. Abby Brenner, like we said, went out with an injury, and a lot of people had to step in to fill her shoes because she was on vault bars and floor, and like we said, so great on those events, and everybody came through in a really big way. We saw Carly Ballman in the beam lineup. She got a 9.925. Obviously, that's a career high, and that's in the leadoff position. Mm-hmm. Naomi Morrison, she was already in the vault lineup, but she finally stuck it. Got 9925, so that was great to see. So did Gabby Wilson and Sierra Brooks. They also had great vaults. I would say Gabby Wilson. That's the best vault I've seen her do in mm-hmm. Michigan. Yeah. I don't know if it was a stick, but it was so close to being a stick. And by the way, I don't know if you mentioned this... We're getting our, I guess, comments on Michigan's routines because Michigan actually posted on social media, like a recap of their me and they posted each individual routine. Blast so, them for doing that. Yeah. So we were just complaining about how we couldn't see the me and now we're talking about it as if we saw it. It's because <laughs> Michigan posted a recap. Glad you said that. Yeah. Because I don't think that would have made a lot of sense if people didn't know what was going yes. on. You can go to Michigan's Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook and basically see all of the routines that you missed on their social media. Another big score was Natalie Wojciech on bars, 9975. So, this was the crazy thing. She needed a 9925 to push Michigan over 198. And she goes out and gets a 9975. So close to perfection. I think we talked about this before on the show. That's the next event where I feel like she's due for a 10. Yeah. Such beautiful technique and. She's just waiting for that 10. So, almost got it. Not quite, but um, I definitely see it happening in the future. But what a way to close out the meet. And then, five days later, they turn around, they go to Maryland, and they do it again. Actually, they don't do it again, they do it better. Yeah. They get a 1981. And check this out. So, they on Vault went 49 8. That is the second highest score on Vault in. NCAA history, so it's like crazy. Like hello. we knew this was one of the best ball teams in the nation. Now they're just proving it. So it started off with Abby High School, who normally does your chinkle full, beautiful your chinkle full. By the way, actually was perfect earlier this season with a nine nine five. Yes, she whips out the one and a half the first time she's ever competed at. Like I think ever. Like even in jail, she never did the one and a half. I don't think so. She gets a nine nine seven five like what and then it was just like fire so we talk about like i literally i'm getting chills as i'm talking about it right now so we talked about the week before when they had three girls go 9925 they all stepped up the game and abby as well as naomi morrison and sierra brooks all got 9975s so they're like uh eh, screw your 9925 we're gonna go 9975 this week Gabby Wilson went nine nine two five again. Natalie Wojciech upped her game a little bit from the first meet, got nine nine, and then Reyna Gigino, the freshman, first time in the vault lineup, first time doing a one and a half, sticks the landing, gets a nine nine five. I was not this up. expecting that. I mean, I kind of was when I saw Michigan post like their lineup, mm-hmm. and I noticed that Reyna was the anchor. And I was like, interesting, because I know Bev mentioned that she's capable of doing a one and a half. So I'm thinking like, maybe they're going to just put her at the end and see how the lineup goes. And then they're going to maybe have her try it. Mm -hmm. And then Abby High School did her one and a half debut. And you're like, oh, she's (laughs) going. And then everybody just started nailing their balls. And so I'm like, okay, so Raina is totally going to go for this. I can tell. And then she went up and she nailed it. It was so much fun to watch. And so unexpected, but love it so much. Another highlight was Beam, I would say, a 49.6. That was a program record for Michigan, capped off by Carly Bowman once again getting a 9.9.2.5 in the leadoff spot. Yep. And then Gabby Wilson, she's been a little hit or miss on this event. She had by far the best routine I've ever seen her do 9.9.7.5. Oh. She like obliterated her career high. <laughs> I want to say, I could be like slightly wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Her career high before was a nine eight seven five, and she had only done that one. And yeah, she just obliterated it this week nine nine seven five. Hands down, the best routine I've seen her do. I don't know if I quite would have gone nine nine seven five for it. If I'm being honest, it's a little bit like cray. But it been- was a great routine. Like she didn't have a bobble. Yeah, and also I think if we're going to be fair, um, backtracking to Vault. Abby High School is 9975 in the lead up spot. Probably not. It was a stuck landing, but she was kind of like leaning back and she didn't hold the stick at all. She really needed to like press down and hold that landing. Um, And then maybe you could argue 9975. Um, I think 995 for sure, but... You mean for Wilson or for both of them? For High School and Vol. Okay. I didn't know if you meant for Gabby Wilson on me too. No, I mean, I agree with what you're saying that it probably was a little bit high. It was a phenomenal boom routine. Maybe it was. You know. I was kind of thinking like nine nine, and then I saw mm-hmm. nine nine seven five, and I was like, I mean, I was just ecstatic that I mean, I mean, she was doing so well. But I, it was nice to see her hit a routine, and then when she stuck her dismount, she does a double talk, which is a crazy hard dismount to do in college. She stuck that. And I was I was thinking nine nine five. So I yeah. mean, obviously, judges are gonna do what they're gonna do. Um, it's an subjective pre- sport. You can never predict what the judges are gonna do, but um, still, really exciting to see it. Back to beam now. I'm sorry, I was backtracking a vault for a second because I I just wanted to address it because I feel like you know we talk about other teams and scoring and stuff. So even though we're fans of Michigan, we want to be fair, not biased. So um, definitely been, some inflated scores in this, for game. sure. Doesn't take away from their phenomenal performance. I still think they could have went 198 even if you lowered some of these scores just a tad. Oh yeah, totally. But, um, anyways, back to Beam. Lauren Farley was third up. She did have a fall, which was really unfortunate because she had a great routine going. She literally had one skill left other than the dismount, and she fell. Um, which is unfortunate because yeah, she's usually pretty good on this event. She's like the beam queen. Like, I feel like she's the most reliable person in that lineup aside from Wojciech. Yeah. And Brittany and I, as we were watching the meet, we were kind of talking because this is the last event, this is the last rotation, and we were like trying to figure out if they could go one night 8 and like trying to like guess who would need what scores in order to make it happen and then she fell and I think we got a little bit nervous because we were like so that means like now the pressure's on everyone has to hit and Sierra Brooks usually always hits I wasn't too worried about her Natalie Wojcik obviously not worried about her <laughs> um Natalie Wojcik is more just a matter of if she gonna get a 10 or not yeah like, that's more <laughs> of what we're worried about like is it a 10 or not <laughs> right Um, Abby High School, I think if I was a little bit worried about anyone, it would have been her just because she can also be a little bit hit or miss. I don't want to say hit or miss. She's, she definitely is like amazing on beam. Like her career high previously was a 9925. Yeah. And she hits. Um, it's not that she doesn't hit her routine. She sometimes has like little bobbles here and there. She's not as solid as some of the other girls. Yeah. She's just not as consistent. That's fair to say. So... Even though this season, she's totally killing it. Like, if, if you're listening to this, Abby, we love you. <laughs> she's, she's so good. She's one of the most underrated gymnasts in the whole NCAA. She's so, so good. But she ended up needing, I believe it was a 9-8 in order to get Michigan to break a program record again. And Actually, no way, sorry. She needed a 9-8 to get Michigan to 198 again. Yeah. Um, and then she ended up going 99, which gave them a program record. It's, it's hard with all these numbers and all the program records. It's just too much for my it's brain. so to- much excellence. just hard to process. <laughs> yeah, my brain's just like <laughs> overloaded. But so exciting. I I, can't, I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but I, I can't say it enough. It's just so nice to see Michigan having this kind of performance. And I think now people are starting to realize that, like, they're actually in contention for the national title. Um, This performance is going to be enough to move them into third in the national rankings. And they're going to jump over LSU. And hopefully they can stay there if they have another good performance at Big Tens. And, uh, yeah, I'm just so excited. I mean, we've been saying from the beginning of the season that they were going to be national title contenders not just even for qualifying to the finals but like truly to contend for the title and obviously it's going to come down to whoever's the best team on that day oklahoma's amazing florida's amazing like i would expect them to almost be the front runners Yeah, they're going to put up a good fight for sure like i i think that it's not going to be like easy for any team to win um i actually just did an interview with anastasia webb and we were talking about that how there's so much talent in in the NCAA right now and I personally kind of felt like this would be the year that everything was kind of off just because of the pandemic and everything and the way the preseason happened. I wasn't expecting so many teams to step it up like they are. I feel like just college gymnastics as a whole, like all conferences, like there's so many teams that are just stepping up and doing their best gymnastics ever. Yeah. This year of all the years, it's just totally unexpected, but love to see it. And It's definitely going to make for a nail-biter at Nationals, though, because truly the best team is going to have to be... The team that wins is just going to have to be the best team. Yes, and it's going to come down to who does best on that day, who's going to stick the most landings, and I think that that's one area that Michigan has you know, maybe needed to improve upon in the past, but I'll tell you what, these last two meets... They have found those landings and getting those big scores that they deserve. And speaking of teams that are doing phenomenal and breaking program records, Cal is another one we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. So their performance came two weeks ago and they got a 19805, like I said, a program record. And that was thanks to a 49825 on BARS. Whew. Which ties them for the best in NCAA history with UCLA. UCLA did that back in 2004. So that was a bar performance and team performance collectively for the records books. Oh, yeah. And can we talk about Emmy Watterson getting a 10, the first perfect 10 of her career? And she was doing it while wearing a mask. So amazing to see that. Obviously, that has nothing to do with the score, but, like... It's just kind of, like, funny. Like, 2021 things. <laughs> right. Oh, like, there will forever be a routine when you look back that had a gymnast wearing a mask because like this season you've not seen a whole lot of teams or gymnasts actually wearing the mask while they compete cal has been pretty good about that they have a couple girls that do it and to have one of them go out and get a 10 while wearing a mask i think (laughs) it's it's just just funny it's a statement like it literally is telling people that like you can walk around the grocery store with your mask over your nose because i literally am flying through the air and did a perfect routine and i was wearing a mask so (laughs) So, like what's your problem basically it's a message, and I've seen, like, of course, it went viral, kind of, and you get people that are in the gymnastics world commenting, and I've been having fun reading the comments on, like, it was on, like, Good Morning America, and seeing people say, like, well, what does this have to do with anything? Like, they're acting like it's not new. It was like, why are we talking? Why are we celebrating now? Or you had people saying, like, wait, like wait. this is dangerous. You're saying her wearing the mask and getting a towel on, Amer- on Good Morning America? It was on their Facebook page. Oh. It was on their website. Why did I not know this? I don't know. I can't help you there. Okay. Check, re- check up on the news. <laughs> I'm just hearing this for the first time. That's cool. Yeah. That's why I said viral, kind of, because, like... I had no idea. Yeah. Um, I think People Magazine. Like, she, she's been... Really? Around. Yes. Where Britney have I been? Working, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm saying that with sass, because I feel like Brittany's always on her phone checking emails. Maybe you should be on Twitter more often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, apparently. I don't know what counts as viral these days, but, um, she's definitely gotten a lot of attention for that routine, and... So what, were people, like, shitting on it or something? There's people that were, like, saying stuff about how, like, it doesn't matter that she was wearing a mask, like, why do we have to bring attention to that, and then you had people saying that, like, this is dangerous, my daughter's a gymnast, and I would never let her do this. Okay, well, like, obviously it's a choice and she chose to wear it and she's fine obviously your daughter is not as cool as emmy watterson is like go ahead and have your daughter not wear a mask if she doesn't want to wear one but like no one's forcing anybody to wear the mask they're choosing to wear a mask and they're doing just fine with it it doesn't take away how incredible it is honestly right it makes it more impressive honestly Speaking of things that were impressive, Haley Bryant finally got her turn on Vault two weeks ago. Can we talk about that? The best Vault, not only that she's ever done, but, like, one of the best Vaults ever in, like, the whole entire world. Like, <laughs> like, literally. The most, like... We said this earlier on the podcast, too, another episode. We were talking about how, like, big her Vault is, and I almost hate talking about it because, like, you just run out of things to say about it. It's huge. It's massive. It's the biggest Vault ever. Like... Just so good, and the one thing we said that she needed to do was get that landing, and she did that. The second she landed it, I knew. I'm it's like, there's 10. no way that's not a 10. Yeah. Some scores you just can't complain about. That's one of them. Like, truly a perfect example of a 10 of overall. A yeah, going back and watching that, like, I was so content with that 10. It was so well-deserved. I think that's the kind of routine you'll look back on and think, like, that for sure deserved. Like, yeah, you could argue all day long about 10s that really weren't 10s or routines that should have gotten 10s when they didn't get it and i think Haley bryant's vault hands down is one of the best vaults of all time in the NCAA, and i think that we can all agree on that there's not a lot we can all agree <laughs> on but that is one of them <laughs> yeah. i was just gonna say in the gym internet it feels like there's nothing we can agree on but there are select things and i think Haley bryant's vault being a 10 yeah for sure is one of them also, Emerson Hurst from Towson, she got a 9.975 on beam two weeks ago, and obviously that was the program record. It was a beautiful routine. So nice to see a gymnast from a school like Towson getting the same kind of score that you see like the best gymnasts in the nation getting. And I think it was so well deserved. Truly, her team was beautiful. Like she has beautiful toe point. She looked confident. She nailed everything. I think the reason why she didn't get a ten is she does a front aerial and she kind of like swings her arms and she's supposed to go right into her jump. Uh, and she did go right into it, but I felt like there was hesitation kind of i'm trying to no once again i'm having to describe things and i'm like (laughs) terrible at it but i think the way that she went into it it was almost like there was a slight not pause because she kept her arms going but it was just a slight hesitation and i think that's the reason why she got a 10 from one judge and not from the other that makes sense because the other judge was clearly paying just a little bit more attention but either way it was still a phenomenal routine and Very, very, very exciting for Towson to have that huge moment. I'd also like to real quickly touch on some of the MAC gymnastics we saw this weekend. There was a quad meet at Central Michigan with Eastern Michigan, Ball State, and Western Michigan. I was there commentating. Brittany was there watching. Her first time watching some live gymnastics. Yeah, in over a year, it was so nice to be back in an arena, hearing the loud music, seeing some live gymnastics. It was so great. So thank you for, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for uh, being cool enough to get me in. <laughs> But there was a lot of great gymnastics going on. I was trying to watch as much as I could while actually commentating and focusing on the broadcast. But Central posted a 196-425. That's actually their season high and the highest score posted by any team in the Mac this season. And they did it back to back. Yeah. Did, they did it last weekend and they did it this weekend as well. Well, and I was gonna say they also did that with counting a fall on Beam, yeah. which is super impressive. Beam has been a struggler for that team this season. Um, whether it's having more than one fall in the lineup or just wobbles here and there, it's definitely been their lowest scoring event. But man, if they could get beamed together, this team would be huge. And I'd also like to point out about their beam in particular, they did have two falls, so they counted one of the falls but with the exception of those two falls, otherwise it was a really solid lineup. They had a nine eight seven five, nine, eight, five, nine, 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 nine. So a really solid set of scores. If you wipe out the fact that they had two falls, if they could get, you know, two more hit routines. This team could potentially even get near the 197 range. Yeah, I think that score. You know, like we said, with counting a fall, they would definitely be on track to go above 197 if it hadn't have been for that fall. And I think their floor performance also helped. Absolutely, yeah. They went 49.525, which so great to see a team that's not like a top-ranked team do that well on an event. So much good stuff happening there. They had a 995 from the sophomore Hannah Demers nine nine two five from sierra de marinis she has been so good on that event hasn't gone below nine eight two five the entire season has gone as high as nine nine five so i think she's kind of like a secret weapon we actually just picked her up for our fantasy team i've been telling Brittany for the last <laughs> couple of weeks like we got to pick this girl up she's really good and proving me right <laughs> she definitely came through this past weekend sydney williams had a nine nine ashley vaglucci nine eight seven five Taylor Pitchell, 9.875. And then they dropped a 9.8 from Nora Fenninger. So, really, really impressive meet. And that was kind of what sealed the deal for them in that quad meet because going into the last rotation, EMU was actually leading and they put out a big performance and came out with the win. And Posted their season high again with counting a fall. Again, it was a 196.425. So, really impressive there. Eastern also had a really good day. Um, they went 49 on vaults for the first time this season. So, that was great to see. They had Kara Roberts debut the Yertrinko 1.5. So, the first 10 0 start value in their lineup. It wasn't the greatest vault in terms of the landing. It needs to clean up the landing a little bit, but. Um, she did a couple great ones in the warm-up though. Yeah, and I know she's capable of doing it. I've seen her a video of her doing it where she has lots of power, easily gets it to her feet, and her foal is really, really nice. So I'm not worried about it. I think she just needs to get her confidence up a little bit on it and know that she can do it and just trust it. But it's exciting to see them have a 10-0 start value in their lineup as we get ready for Mac championships. And I also wanted to give a shout out to Hayden Crossen. She is a sophomore. I almost called her a freshman. I think that's because she didn't compete last year, <laughs> but it feels like she's a brand new addition to this team. Because I guess in a sense she kind of is. Yeah. But she went nine nine two five on vault, which she only does your trinkle full, So. To put that in perspective, one judge gave her a perfect 995 for that ball. And it so. was a great ball. Yeah. I definitely think there was a little bit of form in the air. They obviously the one judge didn't take for that, but the stock landing capped off the routine nicely. And I know the EMU crowd was really, really happy. The crowd erupted when that score came up. The team also very, very excited to see. Yeah, they didn't actually show it on the broadcast. I forget who we were showing at that moment, but I could hear it behind me. And I was trying to keep my eyes on like the people that I know that I want to watch. So like I'm watching watching one person go and then I'm real quickly like turning my head and looking and seeing what's going on with EMU on ball and I saw Hayden stick the ball and I hear the crowd and the team going crazy behind me and I look up to the scoreboard and see it was a 9925 so that's really really exciting Eastern is on track well I wouldn't even say they're on track they at this point I think they've done enough to seal the deal to qualify to regionals with a team for the first time since 2017. And that's huge. Yeah. This team, they they had a period where Eastern Gymnastics was really, really good. And then they kind of fell off the radar a little bit. And then now they're kind of starting to come back. And after this weekend's performance, they posted a 1961 one and um, I believe there are going to be, I mean, I guess there's still technically a couple teams going. We're recording this on Sunday, so there might be a couple teams that may potentially change the rankings, but they're going to be in like the 28th range. So pretty impressive and looking forward to Matt championships. We've talked about the Matt conference a couple times on the show, and I feel like everybody's just stepped up the game. Lots of potential in that conference, and anybody if, could win on the right day. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the exciting thing about the Matt conference is There really isn't a clear winner. And I guess you could say that's true for most of the conferences. I feel like, you know, Big Tens, there's going to be Michigan, Iowa, Minnesota kind of fighting for that title. Obviously, SEC, it's probably going to come down to LSU, Florida. Pac-12s, I feel like I don't really know, because normally we would say UCLA-Utah. This I, year, it's definitely going to be Utah and Cal. Yes, I definitely don't think it's going to be the typical UCLA-Utah duel that we normally see, but still very exciting. And yeah, the MAC Conference is another conference that we've really been following closely, and again, there's so many teams between Western, Central, Eastern, Ball State, Kent State. State. Bowling Green is the only one that's maybe not quite on the same path as the other teams, and they had a wacky start to their season didn't even start competing with a full team until the last couple of weeks so um but you know all those other teams really can on a good day go out and hit a mid 196 performance or you know in the 196 range and come out with a title so we're going to be looking forward to watching that one yeah super super excited for conference championship next week i feel like that, for me, other than nationals, I guess, is the most exciting time of the year. In college domestics year, I should say. Because yeah. then when you get to a lean it's a whole other thing. But... I feel like for college gymnastics, it's really the conference championships and the national championships. Those are the two days that are really exciting because there's so much good gymnastics happening all day long. Yeah, I think me and you are definitely going to be tuning into Max. Well, okay, let's be real. We're going to tune into all of them. But <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> when I say like tune in, I mean like we're going to be like really we're going to be completely invested in Max Big Tens and the probably SECs. I feel like those are going to be the most interesting battles. Although, I don't know. Honestly, I feel like with Pac-12s, you can't say that. Because it is going to be a battle between Utah and Cal. So, whatever. I basically just rattled off every every major conference. Well, we didn't talk about the Big 12, but also Oklahoma. Oh, Big 12. And, yeah. like, they're just going to win. That's the one that's the least interesting to me. Because it, it's Oklahoma. Like, really going out there by themselves. Well, Denver could if Denver has a good day and Oklahoma has a bad day. Which, this season, Oklahoma has had some bad days. so True. possible. Yeah. Likely, probably not. But... I mean, it's still possible, but lots of good gymnastics going on next weekend, or I guess this coming weekend, if you're listening to this episode on time. So definitely lots to tune into. Moving on, we have a couple of just quick little elite world updates. Um, The first being that the Tokyo Olympics this summer are not going to have international fans in the stands. Now the IOC hasn't actually come out and confirmed that, but it's basically a done deal at this point. The Japanese government has made the decision that they're not going to allow international fans and ultimately they are the ones that get the final say. So you could argue and try to be optimistic and say that it's not official, but you're being very optimistic if you actually think that this is going to turn around and that they're going to have fans in Tokyo. So I think a lot of the athletes are anticipating that, they're preparing for that. Um, I actually talked to Sam Akulik when I wrote an article for Inside Gymnastics and he said that he told his family and friends a long time ago that they weren't coming to the Olympics and then if they told him, like, surprise, like, they can come, like, cool, that's great. It would be like a bonus. Yeah, but nobody wants just even more disappointment on top of a year and all these circumstances that you could say are pretty disappointing in in itself. So um, I think the athletes are trying to prepare for that as best as they can and, definitely a bummer. I think we're probably going to do a whole episode where we talk about the Olympics. Not just our predictions, but just, you know, the yeah. Olympics in general. Well, yeah, we want to do a pr- another updated, because we already did a prediction episode, but we want to do an updated one. And then we also want to do an episode just talking about what this Olympics is going to be like. Kind of go into some of the details for some of you that may not know or may not have read the playbook. Just kind of what it's going to look like for the athletes. Maybe get some athletes to kind of weigh in on, you know, their thoughts. Um, like you said, Ashley, she did talk to Sammy Kulik and SUNY. So we might be able to share a little bit more about you know, what their thoughts are. Because yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting. And I do think that a lot of the athletes have some pretty strong thoughts and feelings about it. Even though I agree that it's the right decision to not have people traveling for this. It's just a It's tough hard, decision. but I think it's the right decision. I agree. I mean, at the end of the day, the right thing is being done, but it still just sucks for the athletes. So I definitely feel, especially for the first time Olympians, you know, having that crowd and your family watching you and traveling and sightseeing like that's all just a part of the olympic experience Mm -hmm. and to not get that is really unfortunate and devastating because the olympics only come around every four years it's not like oh missed it this year i'll try again next year like it's just not like that i mean granted it is 2021 so now the olympics are only three years away which is crazy but still that's a long time so definitely is a big blow to some of the first time olympians Something else that happened over the past week was the U.S. national team camp. And I think the biggest news that came from that camp was that Sky Blakely and Connor McClain didn't make the national team. A lot of gymnastics fans were freaking out. Like, what the heck happened? That does not seem right. It doesn't seem right. But what happened was you had to do all-around in order to be in contention for it. Michaela Skinner did make it with only doing ball. The reason why she was able to make the national team petition herself on was because she was at the previous world championships. Okay. That makes so sense. So that's why Sky and Connor didn't make the national so team. So they probably went into it knowing that they weren't going to make the national team? Yes. They had to have. <laughs> Unless they didn't know the rules going in, which, I hey, is always a possibility. The coaches may not know what they're doing. But I'm imagining that they did. It's probably strategic... They do have another chance to obviously make the national team at nationals. That's typically when we see the national team named anyways. So I guess if they're sticking to the normal plan in terms of like when they're supposed to peak, when they make the national team, like I guess they're just sticking to that. Yes. That's that's all I'm trying to say. So everyone can take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. A collective sigh from the gym tonight. Yeah. Not a sigh, but like a inhale and exhale. Yeah. Let's just do it together gonna be right they're gonna make the national team eventually <laughs> <laughs> and they might go to the olympics it's fine <laughs> um it's all good guys they have a plan they're sticking with their plan it's all good we don't really know what happened at camp as per usual everything's pretty um you know locked down we don't really get a whole lot of information from camp but um we did see some scores um, Michaela's vault seemed to score pretty well. I know she said on Twitter she was really excited about it and wish she got video of it because her Chang apparently was really good, maybe one of her best ever. We don't fully know, but I'm um, definitely excited, you know, going into now that we're kind of slowly starting to wrap up college gymnastics and shift our focus towards the Olympics. Excited to see everyone kind of getting back out there and start to shape some of our Olympic team predictions already. Mm-hmm. A little bit scary, but we're about at that point. Something else also I wanted to real quickly mention. This is, so this is something that I actually added to my notes and then I kind of had to like put question marks next to it because now I'm confused. So apparently Sydney Barrow was from Texas Dreams Posted on her Snapchat story this past week that she switched gyms, that she left Texas Dreams. Do we know that she posted that she switched gyms, or was she just seen in World Champion Center? Did she actually No, my understanding- I have no idea. I don't have her on Snapchat. I don't add (laughs) young children on Snapchat. (laughs) Well, I'm looking right now on her Instagram- I'm looking over your shoulder and I'm seeing and this. it says senior seniorly gymnast at WCC okay so here's what's going on so she basically posted apparently this is I did not see this myself so I'm going off of what other people are saying on snapchat that she left Texas dreams so that started circulating then USA Gymnastics in her like not her national team bio but like where they had the national team listed she had her gym listed as world champion center now it's removed because she didn't make the national team. So now she's no longer on that list. So she was essentially removed. We can't see what they have her listed as. But then early on Sunday, Texas Dreams Instagram posted a photo of Kim, MML Buyo, and Cindy Barrows all together. So, I'm a little confused, but now, like, Ashley just live updated us, she went to Cindy Barrow's Instagram, and she does have World Champion Center in her bio. Yeah. So, maybe just something to keep an eye on if you're into that kind of stuff, you know, keeping track of where gymnasts are going. A lot of people, I think, were pretty happy about the thought of her not going to Texas Dreams anymore, just because we know there's a a pretty extensive list of athletes who, have had severe injuries, career-ending injuries, all sorts of injuries at Texas Dreams, especially when they're competing at the elite level. So I think a lot of people were really worried for Sydney's health and well-being. Yeah so i guess that's something just to keep an eye on because i'm a little confused myself right now seeing that you know she has it in her bio that she goes to world champion center but then she posted a photo well not she but she's in a photo tagged by texas dreams and i can and i did look when people on twitter started talking about her moving gems i looked at her instagram and it still said texas dreams so she did update that like Very recently. Like, I don't know exactly when because I wasn't checking it, like, every single second. Oh, you weren't? No. (laughs) (laughs) But she definitely did update that, so I don't think USA Gymnastics would change that. I don't think that she would change her bio if she didn't actually move, so. interesting. We'll keep our eyes on it. Something else that happened over the weekend was the Russian National Championships. So I actually didn't watch this. We have been crazy busy. Um, It's kind of been hard for us to keep up with international gymnastics and like what's going on outside of the US. So I didn't get the chance to watch Russian nationals, but I do know that Victoria Lisanova won and she was someone that we were really excited to see, you know, as somebody who was a first year senior, wasn't initially eligible for the Olympics. And now she totally is in the mix. Really happy to see that she did as well as she did. I believe she had a fall on beam day two. But other than that, she had a really solid performance all around. Another surprise that I remember reading about was Angelina Malikova. She got bronze, which I think, you know, she's been the top all arounder for Russia for many years. Um, she was pretty rough on beam. She fell both days of competition. So um, definitely not her best performance. She did look pretty strong on the floor, but it wasn't good enough to ultimately take the title. She ended up third. And in second was Vladislava Yurashova. So... Again, like I said, I didn't watch... The actual competition, so I can't really comment too much. I've just seen videos here and there and just kind of reading, you know, Balancing Situations recap of the meet, um, which is super helpful. If you want to know more about what actually happened at that meet, I would definitely recommend checking out Balancing Situation. He is way better at keeping track of everything that's going on. Um, where I think me and Ashley just really focus on college gymnastics and USA gymnastics, but I also want to touch on like big things that are happening around the world. So I did just want to mention that that meet happened. Go check out Balancing Situation if you want to know, like, exact details of, like, how the meet went um, all I can say is basically the top three and the couple routines that I saw, how those top girls looked. And again, you know, like I said, for the US, we're shaping up to, you know, head into Olympic season and we're gonna start seeing some Olympic team predictions from everybody. We're gonna kind of start to save our Olympic team predictions and really, really excited to see, you know, what the next couple of months are gonna hold for all the gymnasts around the world. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode, and we will be back next week to talk about everything that happened with Conference Championships. As we said in the episode, lots of exciting stuff gonna be happening. So we look forward to recapping that next week. We also just wanted to real quickly remind you guys to follow us on social media. So we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just type in all things gym pod, we should pop up. And also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you should totally give us a review. But only if you like our podcast if you don't like it and you don't you're gonna give a bad review then just don't <laughs> just get i mean you can leave whatever kind of review you want or even just write us even if you don't want to like actually take the time to write a review you could just give us a rating um it just helps to kind of boost our show and help other people find it so we would really appreciate it and we hope you guys have a great week we will talk to you guys next monday bye, bye.